I'm going to preach tonight part two of what we preach this morning, what we heard this morning, and that is simply lifestyle. We're going to talk about lifestyle. We preached about lifestyle this morning. We're going to preach a little bit about lifestyle tonight as well. This is what the Lord laid on my heart, and I've read this scripture during a family night of prayer and I'm going to read it a few verses again the scripture says Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old and he reigned nine and twenty years in Jerusalem and his mother's name was Abijah the daughter of Zechariah and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that David his father had done he in the first year of his reign in the first month opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them that should be our desire to reopen the doors of our heart to allow the Lord to come and repair some things in our life the scripture goes on to say in the first month opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them and he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street. Somebody say the east side. That's where we're located on the east side. And said unto them hear me ye Levites sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of of the Lord God of your fathers and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. Lord God, help us right now to remove the filthiness from our homes. Remove the filthiness from our life. Remove the junk, oh God, that we need to remove. Remove the distractions, oh Lord. Help us, oh God, as we enter into this time. Help us, oh Lord, as we enter into this time. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. The Bible says in verse number 10, Now it is in mine heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. And this is what we're doing. We're making a covenant with the Lord. As we enter into this time of fasting and prayer, we're making a covenant with him. Saying, Lord, work on my heart. Change me. The Bible says in verse number 27, this is where I get excited. Because the scripture lets us know, and Hezekiah commanded to offer the burnt offering upon the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord began also with the trumpets. And with the instruments ordained by David, king of Israel. And it says, and all the congregation worshipped. And the singer sang and the trumpeter sounded. And all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. Let's place our Bibles down to the side. Let's worship the Lord right now. Let's lift up his holy name. Let's begin to magnify him as we enter into this covenant. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice unto the Lord. Let's magnify him as one voice in Jesus. Jesus name. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. In 
in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Verse number one, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Through the will of God and soothness, our brother, says unto the church of God, which is at Corinth. The scripture says to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. We are called, my brothers and sisters, to be saints. Saints means to be set apart. We are called to be set apart from the world. We can be in the world, but we are not of the world. And we must be a people that are set apart. That means my way should not mimic the world. My look should not mimic the world. My action should not mimic the world. My speech should not mimic the world. We are called to be saints, to be set apart. And in this day, I must be a preacher by the help of the Lord to help this church to be a people that are set apart. And to help our young people, to the elders, to not be ashamed to be called a child of the king. I cannot and I will not deny him because if I deny him, the Bible says that he will deny me. But I cannot. He has brought me too far. He has done too much. So do I have a witness in here? Has God brought you this far? Has he done enough for you that you will not deny him? But I owe Jesus a praise. We are called to be set apart. We are called to be saints. I'm going to stay here just for a moment. It is important for us to understand this. And Hebrews chapter number two continues down this line in verse number one. It says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedient received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? See, the new birth experience that many people even experience this morning and many of you have experienced in your life is the most profound life-changing experience in the world. The change in the life of the believer by repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost is a total transformation. That's why we quote the scripture often. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. In other words, that creature can be also interpreted creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The new birth experience 
experience leaves the new believer totally free from the bondage of sin meaning that you can be free in deed not uncommon for people it is not uncommon for people to be completely and miraculously liberated from addiction to nicotine addiction to alcohol addiction to drugs and other sins of the flesh when they experience the new birth Paul's second Corinthian letter says that when a person is in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. This change is not limited to the inner man. While it does start on the inside, it will always begin to bring evidence uh, or, or have evidence uh, to the outside as well. The change that takes place on the inside is called holiness. Somebody say holiness. This is important because the Apostle Paul mentions holiness and says that it is essential for salvation. For the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse number 14, it says follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. If something is that important, it is essential that we know what it is and how to incorporate it in our lives. Holiness is is a matter of the heart and this is a holiness church matter of fact I need to declare all churches need to be holiness churches because we serve a holy God so if you're not a holy people then how can you say you serve a holy God but we here at this church on the corner of Creasy and Union declare that we are a holiness church let's clap our hands unto the Lord When you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you essentially received a spiritual heart transplant. God took out our sinful heart and gave us a new heart that wants us to do his will. That's why Ezekiel 36 verse 26 and 27 says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statures and you shall keep my judgments and do them this happens when you receive God's spirit within you I'm gonna say that one more time it cannot happen any other way the only way that you can live and walk in holiness is that you must have the spirit of God in you you must have a holy God that is present in your life otherwise you cannot walk in holiness i'm here to tell you you cannot do enough stuff right to make yourself holy but when a holy god comes into your body it gives you a new mindset a new heart to live a holy way amen amen so this happens when you receive god's spirit within you as verse 27 teaches, when God puts his spirit within us, it causes us to want to walk according to his statues. And it makes us want to keep his judgments. Before I came to the Lord, I wanted to do things that were not pleasing to him. But when his spirit came into my life, it made me want to please him. Do I have a witness in here? 
Many of us can relate to that. Many of you have probably never felt as clean and pure in your lives as you did when you received the gift of the Holy Ghost and when you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is a result of holiness working in your life. Even though, and even the thought, I should say, of some aspects of your past life is repulsive to you. There are some things that you used to do, and now you feel a very real check in your spirit when you do them. That's the Holy Spirit telling you that an activity or an action would be offensive to a holy God. And your body is now the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says what in verse number 19? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. I'm going to read that one more time. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which belong to God. One of the things that God required of the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt was that they would identify with God's holiness by being holy in their own lives. Leviticus 11 verse number 45 says, For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy. Just in case I'm losing track of some young people and some people in here that feel like holiness is something of old no the bible speaks of it in the old testament the bible also speaks of it in the new testament for the bible says in first peter chapter number one verse number 15 but as he which hath called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written now he refers back to the Old Testament he says be ye holy for I am holy let's clap our hands unto the Lord hallelujah by the process of the new birth my spirit now belongs to God and my body belongs to God the ownership of my life has now changed and I no longer live to and for myself I now belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and I am to live in a manner that brings glory to him I am now to bring glory to him in my body and in my spirit remember holiness is a matter of the heart but what starts on the inside will show on the outside because if you have a holy God on the inside of you but yet there is no physical change on the outside I dare challenge you to say you need to get back on your knees and ask the Lord do you truly have the Holy Ghost down on the inside like the Bible says or if you have the Holy Ghost are you quenching the spirit and telling the Lord you don't want to live that way because we must be careful because the Bible clearly lets us know that there are certain things that we should be doing certain ways that we should be living but yet if it's not showing on the outside 
then is a holy God really working in our life? It is important, my friend, because I'm preaching about a lifestyle. I'm telling you, we must have a lifestyle more like God than ever before. I'm telling you, we are living in a day that is so convoluted where they are telling our girls it's okay to look like boys. They're telling our men it's okay to look like women. I'm telling you right now, we are a holy church. We are a holy people and our women will dress like women and our men will dress like men I want you to dig in real good because I'm going to preach this thing like it was my last message. Like if God was coming back tonight, I'm going to preach this thing today because you must understand if God decided to knock me over and I was no longer alive, you need to hear what the expectations is of the Lord. That God is looking for a people where the women want to be women and the men want to be men. There are certain ways and certain things that we do not do. That's why you will never see me walking around in some woman's garment. You will never see me put makeup on my face, put eyelashes on my eyes, wear fingernail polish on my hands. There are certain things that God requires of the people of God. But I want you to understand that it is important, it is vital. I'm glad you walked up here, Sister Robinson, because how you see Sister Robinson today, that's how you go see her on Monday. She's not gonna put on some slacks, she ain't gonna wear something that's inappropriate, but she's gonna look like that on Tuesday. She's gonna dress holy, she's gonna dress right, she's not gonna be revealing herself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's important. We must understand because, see, the world, I want you to hear me very closely here. The world is actually proving us right. The world is proving us right. We've been fighting all these years. All this time we've been fighting about how we look, how we dress, what's this, what's that. We've been fighting all these years, and now look at the world. You don't know what's what. And don't you dare say nothing to them because then they get offended. I'm sorry, but I don't care what you say. I don't care what your mama says. I don't care what your daddy says. I care about the word of God. What does the word say? What does the Bible say? And I'm sticking with the word of the Lord. There is a distinction between man and woman. It's been from the beginning. I'm telling you, if you have a hard time wearing nice dresses and skirts and things that belong to a woman, you better get on your knees and say, Lord, help me. Because this world is twisting things. They allowing boys, if they want to feel like a girl, they can walk into women's restrooms. They allow girls, if you just want to be masculine, you can walk into a boy. What in the world is that? 
I'm telling you parents if there was a time you need to lay hands on your children and say Lord touch their mind Lord keep their heart help them oh God that they don't turn into the ways of this world Some child where parents are letting their children at the age six, seven, eight years old to decide if they want to be a man or a girl. That is the devil. That's the devil. Yo, you can choose what you want. It's okay. You can dress up however you want today. Oh, no, my friend. Oh, no, 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 no. We got plenty of examples in this church. Matter of fact, if you don't know where to look, look at Sister Robinson. Look at how she dresses. Look at what she looks like. Look at what she does. Praise God. The Bible says in Genesis 1:27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God created man and woman. Distinction. God created Adam. And said, oh, it's not good for him to be alone. So let me provide him a help me. And he created Eve. Distinction. Amen. Adam didn't arise out of sleep and say, oh, man, you look just like me. Mm -mm. No. Brother Carson says this. I'm going to tell on you, Brother Carson. He says he came up out of that sleep and said, whoa, man. (laughs) Some of y'all get that tomorrow. The biological distinctions God made in creation point to the fact that God intended that there would always be a very special distinction between men and women. He intended that future societies would maintain that distinction and that those gender specific roles would never be blurred. There are several times in scripture God God gave very definite instructions as to how people were to live so that they would maintain this gender distinction. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse number five, it says the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man, I'm giving you a Bible, neither shall a man put on woman's garment for somebody say all. That means everybody. It doesn't matter if you believe it. It it, it doesn't matter if, if the world doesn't want to accept it. It doesn't matter if you're in a family that says, oh, you don't have to believe that nonsense. No, the scripture says it. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord. God hates it. He hates it. Oh, but pastor, what about those actors? He hates it. If an actor acts and he's just playing a role where he's got on a dress, he hates it. He hates it if a woman does something and puts on garments that relate to a man. He hates it. But see, our world has gone so far. Oh, the the, the enemy's sitting back saying, oh yeah, how's the church going to respond? We're going to respond God's way. We're going to respond the Bible way. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to take anything away or add to, but we're going to respond the Bible way. That's what the scripture says. 
the scripture teaches that there is to be obvious distinction between the clothing of a man, of the, that a woman wears and the clothing that a man wears. It's supposed to be a difference. Amen. I don't want the Lord looking at me squinting. Is, is, is that Eddie? Is that? Is, <laughs> I, I took a minute to soak in. Is that? Is that Eddie? Is that who that is? Oh, no, no, no. I want, to, I want him to be proud. I want to be called a child of God. Listen here. This revelation is carried a step further in Paul's writing to the church in Corinthian about the distinction that exists between men's hair and woman's hair. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it's a shame unto him. See, God established order all the way back then. We don't have to redefine order. We don't have to redefine what a man is supposed to look like. We don't have to redefine what a woman is supposed to look like. The Bible speaks of it. It is very plain. I shouldn't be walking around here with hair just coming all down my head. Well, it's not going to happen anyway. If you see me, you're like, Pastor got a wig on. Y'all better vote me out right then. <laughs> Somebody walk me out. Uh-uh. So man shouldn't have no long hair. Shouldn't be just flowing all down my head. Mm-mm. That's what the scripture says. It says, it is a shame unto him. But if a woman have long hair, it says, it is a glory unto her. For her hair is given her for a covering. Oh, let's lift our hands unto the Lord right now. Let's just worship him just for a moment. Hallelujah. Amen. So why would you mess with your glory? That's a good question to ask yourself. Don't mess with your glory. If God has given it to you for that purpose, for your glory, why would you mess with your glory? Oh, but you let your glory flow. <laughs> you may not have a top down in your car, but you better act like you got a top down. Roll down all the windows and say, glory, glory, glory. Look at that glory. Look, oh, I feel the glory. You ain't hear me? Yeah, let that glory, let the glory just, let it just happen. <laughs> What is, what is that lady doing? I'm letting my glory flow in Jesus' name. I'm letting it flow in Jesus' name. You may not like it, but God likes it. Yeah. Praise God. But see, now you can be riding down the road and see folks with long hair. You don't know if it's a man or woman. You don't know what it is. Based on our hair, based on our outfits, based on things that they have on. Church, we have to stand on God's word. I'm telling you, this is a lifestyle. We are choosing to live a holy and separate lifestyle. Everything that we do, everything that we say, how we live on the inside was so on the outside. We must be a holy people. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is coming back 
for a glorious church a holy church and I'm telling you now's the time to get right now's the time to get right whatever you're struggling with get right today don't walk out of here with no with no questions no questions no confusion you say this is a lifestyle that I want to live this is a choice that I make because I'm telling you when these young people go back to school it's not going to be easier they're already trying to pass curriculum all throughout the public school systems that's teaching this mess. They're starting it at young ages where they're allowing kids to say, you can make a choice who you want to be. Sister Shelley just said in first grade, first grade, they're letting kids choose, oh, it's okay to do whatever you want to do. Well, I wish I could deep dive into this, but we got some very young ears in here. I, I may talk about it later, but I'm telling you, it's getting ugly. And if you don't know who you are, parents, if we don't know what we stand for, what we believe in, standing on the word of God, if we don't have a lifestyle that pleases the Lord, how can we train our young people to please the Lord? Amen. No, but we need men and women. We need people on their jobs. We need kids at the school that's not ashamed of who you are, what you do, how you look, how you act, how you talk, how you dress. You should not be ashamed of your lifestyle. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, well, pastor, you, you just don't understand. You just don't know my situation. I may not know your situation. But the devil's no different today than he was when I was coming up. The same devil that used to attack me and my two brothers and my sister when we were coming up in public school, when I was raised in a preacher's home, when I used to hear my mother and father say, nope, we, you, you, you can't go there, son. Nope, nope, you're, you're not doing that, son. No, you're not going there. Nope, nope, you, uh, uh, go back and change. Go back and change. Go back and change. Amen. As precious as my children are, as precious as I, I pray they're going to be, they, they still got to check. They still got to walk in my room, and I got to make sure everything's okay. Everything's all right. No, no, that might be too tight right there. That might be a little bit revealing. Amen. None of my brothers should be in here looking at a sister like, ooh. But the sister has something on that's making them go, ooh. Hey, hey, Natalie, hey, how you doing? All right, I love you. No, that's a problem. Amen. Because there, there's, there's modesty. We should, we should love ourselves enough not to reveal ourselves to other people except for the man in my household or the woman in my household. And why would we want to reveal ourselves and then come to church? nonsense if you want to reveal yourself you can do it at home all day praise God if you, you, you can walk around the house like my two year old she's in diapers all day nothing else on go ahead prance around your house in your diaper go ahead go ahead do it 
and be excited about it. But as soon as you walk to that mailbox, you better put some clothes on. Because everywhere I go, it's a lifestyle. Everywhere, I don't care if I'm going to the mailbox, it's a lifestyle. I don't care if I'm cutting my grass, it's a lifestyle. I don't care if I'm raking my leaves, it's a lifestyle. I don't care if I'm shoveling my driveway, it's a lifestyle. Everything that I do belongs to the Lord. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord and magnify him. Hallelujah. Amen. So women, men should not have long hair. Women should have long hair. It's your glory. Come on, women, say it's my glory. I just don't have hair, so I'm just staying on that. Bible lets us know that when Adam and Eve sinned, they hid themselves because they were naked. The scripture says that they took fig leaves and tied them together to cover themselves. What's interesting is, is that the scripture lets us know that they made themselves aprons. And that apron, amen. The scripture lets us know in 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10, in like manner also that the woman adorned themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness sobriety not with broadered hair or gold or pearls or costly array and the scripture also lets us know i believe it's in verse number eight i believe it's in verse number eight that same scripture first timothy i will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting just as it is important it says here in verse number eight that it's important that men that men be men of prayer, keeping their hands free from sin and holy, not allowing anger or wrath to rule their lives, not doubt their Christian walk, but have confidence in their relationship with the Lord. It is also important for women to dress modestly. I'm going to say this right now. It's important for all men and women to dress modestly, not exposing their bodies in such a way as to incite lust or send an improper message to those who see them. I always find it very interesting that our culture has come this far to where a man can run the streets with his shirt off and it seemed to be okay. Nobody looks at it. Nobody blinks at it. Matter of fact, you just keep on going because we are desensitized. But yet if a woman was to run down the street with her shirt off it'd be a whole bunch it'd be people wrecking all the way down the street it's interesting how we have these different dynamics the different things that we put on different uh, uh, cultures and diversities and even genders but I'm here to tell you God has the same same he has the same outcome he has the same view he has the same foundation for all people can I go a little bit further he has the same expectation for all people it is important that we look at things the right way that we view things the right way that we understand things the right way because we must have a lifestyle that is pleasing unto the Lord as we continue down this road and as we continue down this path this journey uh, that we're going on in this world as we draw closer to the coming of Jesus Christ that means the enemy is going to continue to do everything he can to try to draw people away from the love of Jesus Christ he's going to do everything he can to try to twist the word of God and twist the minds of the people 
people to cause them to try to believe a lie that's why it's important that we understand God's word and what his expectations are when it comes to our lifestyle because our lifestyle must be right everywhere that we go but my people my children they must be right on the inside you cannot expect it to be right on the outside if you're not right on the inside and let me tell you this it is very important that you do not try all that you can to look right on the outside but yet your inside is not right it's important to have a mindset to be holy on the inside because holiness is a matter of the heart you must get your heart right with the Lord your heart and your mind must be right before the Lord because when your heart is right God will take care of everything else it is important it is vital that now more than ever that we display a lifestyle that is so separate from the world that there is no lines that are blurred there is nothing that causes confusion to the Lord or to our family can I keep on preaching it is important now in this day when the world is going so far left we must go so far right as far as they go to the left we must do things extreme just to go back to the right I'm telling you if you need to put up some more safeguards put them back up if you need to put up those fences put them back up if you need to draw more lines draw more lines whatever you need to do in your home to make sure that you and your children do not go off in the path to now all of a sudden I'm thinking about being a boy the devil is a liar I'm thinking about being a girl the devil is a liar I don't know what to think the devil is a liar whatever the enemy tries to put into your mind and into your children's mind you let that young man know no you are a boy you are a man you have a father you have an example you are a man you have somebody that you can look to you are a young lady you better not look to me you better look to your mama but you better look to me too but I'm here to tell somebody you need to understand it is important yeah. that we live right. Amen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's important that we live right. Here. Am I preaching okay? Huh? You live right. You hear me? But here. Live right here. And don't be ashamed of who you are. And sister, don't think you have to change to try to get somebody. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I don't change for anybody. Let me help you. Let me help you. You think I married that woman because she changed? No. I married her because I saw holiness in her. She was holy before I even met her. She was living for the Lord before I met her. She already had a made-up mind that this is the way I live before I met her. Amen. That's what she was. So she didn't try to up her standards or even lower her standards for me. But if she's going to do anything, it's going to be for the Lord. And so don't ever think you have to change who you are. Can I talk to you? Don't ever think you have to change who you are or change something about you to try to get some man's attention. That's a lie from the devil. You hear me? That's a lie from the devil. You don't have to change who you are, change something about you. Well, maybe if I do this, and maybe if I do... No, that's a lie. Because if you have to do that, Natalie, it's the wrong man. It's the wrong one. Amen. It's the wrong one. 
Don't make some boy pressure you. And matter of fact, it goes both ways. These girls just as aggressive as men nowadays. Praise God. Amen. Some people ask me, hey, pastor, why don't you wear a ring? Well, first of all, I broke it. I was preaching. I got excited. Now, y'all, I don't get excited, do I? I was slapping. I, I heard it. I looked down. I kept preaching. <laughs> I kept preaching. And, and, but I need to get a rubber band or something when I go out of town. Hey, man. Thank you, sir. I just say four kids. <laughs> That's right. You want to keep them for a weekend just to see how this go work out? <laughs> I can tell you right now. Matter of fact, my wife, she might say it's okay. You want to go ahead and keep me? I can call my wife right now. You want me to go ahead and call her? <laughs> Praise God. If you got to change for anybody, it's the wrong person. The only one we change for is Jesus Christ. That's my lifestyle. That should be our lifestyle. We don't change for anybody. We don't, you don't lower your standard for anybody. I ask young women all the time, I say, what are your standards? What are you looking for? Well, I'm, I'm wait, I don't know where I am right now, but can I just keep preaching? What are your standards? What are you looking for? What do you want out of a man? You need to have certain standards. Don't just fall into anybody, any old way, any, anyone. No, uh-uh. Have standards. And don't move from your standards. Because if you believe God for those standards, God will send you somebody that meets that need and exceeds... Whatever you ask or think. Hallelujah. I'm still preaching about lifestyle. This is a lifestyle. Amen. That's right. And when Sister Robinson came my way, guess what? I made sure she prayed. I made sure she worshipped. You want to know, know what else I made sure of? She spoke in tongues. Oh, y'all think that's crazy? No, no I, I want to hear you. <laughs> okay, I think she got it. I ain't going to take nobody else's word for it. I want to hear you speak in tongues. I want to know you got the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't got the Holy Ghost, why am I talking to you anyway? Why am I even entertaining you if you ain't got the Holy Ghost? It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I got to check on that one next time. I didn't hear it good enough. Praise God. It's important, my friend. It's important, brothers and sisters. I'm, I'm going to close this up here. But I'm telling you, church, we are going to be a church. This is a holy church. Holy church. We're not going to blur the lines. And we do not lower God's standards in order to draw more people. That is a lie from the devil. Because people either want to live right 
or they don't want to live right. But I don't care if I stand here flat-footed all by myself. I'm going to choose to live right. Let's stand to our feet right now. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's magnify him in this house. In the name of Jesus. If we don't make a decision to have a lifestyle that is pleasing to the Lord, it will affect our next generation. I want to teach something to this church right now that I've never said before. We oftentimes talk about how our young people and the younger generation in general needs to see worship, needs to see prayer needs to see even miracles, signs, and wonders so that they don't grow up saying, I never seen it. That's what happens in Joshua's day. They did not know the Lord, neither the works of the Lord. Our young people also need to see holiness. Because if they don't see that, can I talk to your church? Holiness is a lifestyle. It's everywhere. If your younger generation only sees you being holy at church and not at home, they're not witnessing holiness. You don't pick up and put down holiness. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. You hear what I'm saying? It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. And it's the greatest decision, Sister Natasha, I've ever made. Has it been easy? Oh, no. Have I been talked about? Oh, yes. A whole lot. A lot of friends that, that no longer communicate. Yep. That's, that's happened. Yep. Preacher friends that used to believe the way I believe. Yep. Yep. They've, they've, they've left me too. But it's worth it. It's worth the fight. worth the fight there are people hungry for change but they want real change not this change that only feels good and then fades away oh no my God is much greater than that I'm talking about a lifestyle change that will stay with you be with you, comfort you, sustain you, never leave you, never forsake you, sticks closer than a brother. My friend, he go Paul told the church in Corinthians, come out from among them and be ye separate. 
My desire is not to draw closer. It's my desire is not to see how close I can get to the world and be saved. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not the lifestyle change he put in me. I'm steady walking and driving to the Lord. I'm telling you today, those of you that have been struggling with nicotine, God's getting ready to break that today. Those of you that have been struggling with certain alcohol and drugs, God's going to break that today. Some of you that's been struggling with certain sexual sins, God's going to break that today. If some of you have been dealing with a boy or girl, and feminality, if you're a boy, no, God's going to break that today. God's going to straighten some minds out. God's going to regulate some hearts. God's going to set some people straight. If you've been worried about what you've been wearing, what you've been got on, God's going to straighten that out today. Women should look like women. Men should look like men. God is going to work on some hearts tonight so that I can have a lifestyle that is pleasing to the Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands right now.